Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. We are going to have a blessed time together today. I will be teaching on healing, and I'm going to show you from the Bible that God's will is your health, that you'll never, ever question it again. Because sometimes, you know, the human nature questions, is it God's will to heal me? Like we know that God will heal, but will he heal me? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about this. I want to work with your faith to bring you to that place where you will absolutely come to that place to believe and receive your healing. Because the more I read the Bible, the more convinced I am that healing is easier than you and I know. In fact, it's as easy as accepting our forgiveness. I've always said it. It's as easy to get healed as it is to get forgiven. Because, you see, forgiveness and healing are twins. They go together. So let's believe God right now. Let's just pray, and then we're going to get into the Word. So have your Bible ready, because this is a healing teaching program today. And I will be praying at the end for you that God will heal you and bring you to health. Not only heal you, but bring you to health in Jesus' name. So, Father, we come. Come on, let's believe. Father, we come in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we ask you for your power, your wisdom, your clarity, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And be our teacher, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm coming to you from my prayer room, by the way, here in my home. So I'm very, very comfortable. And I want to begin by giving you this amazing scripture from Acts 10 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good. Doing good is healing, bringing deliverance restoration, peace. He went about doing good and healing all, not just some, all oppressed by the enemy. Now, when you read that amazing scripture, in fact, you know, I think we, you and I need to go and I'd like you to see, even though we know it by heart, let's see this verse and ask the Holy Spirit to really give us clarity, give us understanding how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, let's understand the Son of Man, the man Christ Jesus was anointed. First of all, he became a man to identify with us. Total man. 100% man. You know, I was thinking this morning about this. I thought, what a miracle that God should disrobe himself of his glory, should disrobe himself, as Philippians 2 says, he emptied himself, so that he would become complete man, total man, yet still God Almighty. He did not cease to be God when he became man. So, Jesus, the Son of God, was 100% man, 100% God. But when he walked on the earth, 
he had so emptied himself to identify with us, with our needs, with our pain, and so on. So when God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, he didn't say he, he anointed God. He anointed the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth identified him as man. And so the anointing came upon him as a human being. And the Bible says something powerful. It says that God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power. Not only power, but also the blessed person of the Holy Spirit literally covered him. And then it says, and went about doing good. Now, you know, people say uh, tragedies are the acts of God. Well, that's not in the Bible. Because really, they're not the acts of God. They're the acts of the enemy. You know, uh, all the troubles we have on earth goes back to the fall of man. Sickness, disease, earthquakes, problems, all that goes back to the fall of man. And don't forget now, don't forget. This is, I think, important to say because people and many, sadly, many Christians uh, have said that... Uh, problems, tragedies, earthquakes, this and that, are the acts of God. Why do they call it the acts of God when God had, has nothing to do with it? Because you see, Adam was given authority over the earth. And then he lost it because of sin. And that authority, the enemy, Satan, took. In fact, in Luke, the enemy says to the Lord, you know, all this is mine. And the Lord did not argue with him about that point because the enemy was right. It was given to him by Adam. So when you talk, and, he's, and he is the prince and part of the heir, so the acts happening out there are not the acts of God. All the bad stuff that happens are the acts of the enemy. So let's get it out of our head and our heart and our minds that bad things don't come from the Lord. Bad things come from the enemy. We have to understand that. In Job, what happened? It was the enemy who caused all the trouble that Job went through. It was the enemy who brought death to his children. It was the enemy that brought such disaster, even to his own body. Jesus went about doing what? Good. Well, good is good. Good is healing. Good is deliverance. Jesus does not come to cause storms. He comes to calm the storms to still the storms, to rebuke the storms in our life. So he went about doing good and healing all. Ah, oh, I love this. Not some, not few, healing all. Now, if Jesus healed, if the Lord healed all 2,000 years ago, and he is not a respecter of persons, as the Bible says, then he will heal all again today. You know, why is it? Why is it that people say, well, you know, healings took place 2,000 years ago. They don't happen anymore. I have an idea. Nobody has a problem with salvation because it's the only way to heaven. So people have to accept the fact that salvation, I need and you need salvation to get to heaven. But when they think about healing, they think, well, now, just a second, you know, there's other ways for me to get healed. I can go to a doctor and get healed. I can take medicine and get healed. I can do this and then and get healed. So they don't really need God when it comes to healing. Everyone needs the Lord to be saved. But let's just remember that God offers healing 
with his blessings, with his health. Okay, medicine can help you. But that sickness will come back. Doctors will help you, but they can only do so much. And they can't always help you. Of course, we know that there are things doctors cannot do. Nothing is impossible with God. Think about that. Nothing. There's no cancer he cannot heal. There's no arthritis he cannot heal. There's no heart problems he cannot heal. He heals all AIDS, all disease, all cancer, all pain, all arthritis, all the diseases you hear about today. A pastor called me a few weeks ago. He said, Pastor Benny, the Lord gave me a word for you. And the word basically was that God will do more with me in the coming years than he did in the past. I've seen a lot in my lifetime. I think I've seen more sickness than anyone, well, than most people. I've seen more healings than most people. I've seen all kinds of miracles. Yet I hear today there's more disease out there. With all the medicine, with all the doctors, with all the knowledge, with all the breakthroughs, there's still more disease and more people are dying today than they died years ago. More cancers, more this, more that. And now cancer is striking young people. So we need the message of healing today more than ever. Now you may say, well, I'm okay. But will you stay okay? My teaching will help you to stay okay. My teaching is going to help you to believe God because it's all about faith. You know, I've always used this uh, thing about how doctors, when they give you a little, the little prescription, you know, you can't even understand the thing. I mean, you look at that paper, you think, what on earth does it say? You can't, you can't even read it. But you have faith in what on earth he wrote is going to work for you, that the pharmacist will understand what it says, even though you don't. You know, I, 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 I read the names of medicines. I don't even know what, what, the, what those things are. So he, it, it says, well, take this three times a day or whatever. And, and the name, you, you can even pronounce it hardly. Yet you believe that that pill three times a day is going to help you. So you get up at two in the morning to make sure you take it on time. What is that called? Faith. Let's have faith in God. Not in the pill. Not in what the doctor wrote on a piece of paper that nobody can read except the pharmacist. Faith, so simple, so simple. Let's not complicate the message of faith. Trust in God. When you swim, if you struggle, there you go down. If you relax, you float. Faith, you have to relax. Just relax and watch what God will do. And nobody, nobody gets healed. Who gets all tied up in themselves, you know? I used to watch people in our crusades. Oh, dear God. You'd see him getting so like uptight. Oh God, please heal me. God cannot even get through that because that person is all wrapped up in himself or, or in herself that God cannot get through. Relax. Let God do it. Don't fight him. So how do we, how do we, how do we relax? Well, I used to see it. When somebody would look and see somebody on a wheelchair who's worse than they are, they calm down. Oh my Lord. They're worse than I am, and they start to pray for the lady next door, and next thing they know, they get healed. I've seen that happen over and over and over when they forget themselves. 
when they forget themselves, God always heals. So God cannot heal you if you're all wrapped up in yourself. Let go. Remember the old saying, let go and let God, you know? Just let go. Trust him. He will heal you right on time. And he'll not fail you. So he went about doing what? Good and healing all. Not some, all, including you that were oppressed of the devil. So here we see what sickness is. It's oppression, for God was with him. Okay, now, we have it very clear, and I give it to you already, that all the bad things are not the acts of God. All the bad things are the acts of the enemy. It goes back to the fall of man. Adam gave him the authority. It's the enemy now who's the prince and part of the air. But everything that is good comes from Jesus. So. If you want to know what God is like, who do you look at? Who do you look at? The Lord. Jesus is the work of God. Jesus is the will of God in action. I want to say it again. Jesus is the work of God in action and the will of God in action. So it doesn't have to have to be written to be God's will. If Jesus did it, it's his will. It's God's will. So Jesus healed the sick. Then it's God's will. And how often did he heal the sick? All the time. If you read Matthew, and, you know, I love thinking about this, but if you look at Matthew, and and let me just show it to you quick because I think it's so marvelous. It says, and Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all all manner of sickness and disease. So Jesus healed all. And we, I've got to get you to believe God now that there's no limits. Take the limits off. God heals all. Not only does he heal everybody, he heals all disease too. For it says he healed all manner of sickness and disease among the people. So he healed them. Verse 24, he healed all. So in verse 23, he healed all disease. In verse 24, he healed all the people. I repeat, verse 23 of Matthew 4 says Jesus healed all disease, all manner of disease and sickness. In verse 24, he healed all the people. Now, those same people followed him up to a mountain. And they heard him preach the greatest message ever preached. Blessed are the poor, the meek, and so on. what's called the Beatitudes. Think about that every person that heard Jesus teach was healed. They were healed before they heard him teach, except one guy, the leper, who was down in the valley waiting to be healed. And he was afraid to join the crowd in case they stone him. So he waits for the Lord to come down from the mountain. In Matthew 8, the Lord comes down from the mountain and here's that man waiting in the valley. And runs and says, Lord, if you will, you will make me whole. And Jesus said, be thou clean. It's it's my will. And so again, we see God's will. He didn't miss anybody. He healed them all. He goes up the mountain. He teaches them all. He, He comes down the mountain and heals that dear leper who's been waiting. Then on the way to the house of Simon Peter, he healed the centurion servant. Well, it's all there. I mean, I love it. 
And then it says, not only did he heal the, the, the centurion servant, it says when the evening was come, the whole town came to the door and all were healed again. That's Matthew 8, 16. It says when the evening was come, they brought to him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out this, the spirits with his word, healed all, A-L-L, all that were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, himself took our infirmities and bear our sickness. Now, don't miss my teaching tomorrow because I'll be teaching on healing in the atonement. How to find healing in the work of Calvary, in the work of the cross. It's powerful. But today I want to show you from the word that healing really belongs to you and all you have to do is accept it. I mean, who teaches this out there anymore? You go to churches on Sunday, people are sick, people are bound, Nobody prays for the sick. It's like, what's going on? When the Bible teaches healing all the time. So, now, listen. Because I think this is so important. The Bible says in James 5, is any sick among you? It doesn't say are many. It says any, not many. God had so healed his people in the book of Acts because in Acts 5, it says all were healed. The shadow of Peter healed them all. There weren't many people who were sick in the New Testament church. That's why in James, it, it says any, not many, is any sick among you. Because he didn't expect to have many uh, sick. So he used the word any, not many. Why? Because the, they were accepting, they were accepting the fact that God heals. Now, people talk about, oh, you know, I, I must suffer for the Lord, so this sickness. No, 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 wait, hold it, hold it. The suffering, what suffering are we talking about? Cancer? No, no. What did they suffer? Persecution. In 2 Timothy 2.12, it talks about suffering is persecution. Nobody suffered with cancer. Nobody suffered with disease. I remember talking to a, to a lady. Oh, she said, I have this and I have that. And she said, it's by suffering. I'm thinking, wait a minute, lady. Does God strike his children with, with sickness to, you know, destroy them with disease? Would, would you do this to your own kids? Does God discipline us with giving us cancer? No, no, no. It's persecution. We suffer with persecution. It, 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 it's, it's, it's clear in the Bible not all who live godly will suffer persecution, not disease. God does not use disease to chasten us. I have four children. Trust me, I will not st strike any one of them with pain to teach them some lesson. That's bizarre. Discipline is not disease. God will allow persecution, will allow trials, absolutely, will allow challenges to teach us, to discipline us, to help us, to draw us to himself, not allow disease to strike us. So all this idea, uh, and by the way, the chasten, chasten means to train, to educate. So, you know, if you want to chasten a child, you don't go break his legs, you don't go strike him with some horrible disease. So the word chasten, like God chastens us, the word chasten means to educate or to train. 
I never had to chasten my children by breaking their legs. I didn't have to chasten my children by breaking some part of their body. No way. No way. Never. It's to, and the word chasten, again, please write it down. It's to train. It's to educate. It's not to break your children's legs and so forth. Not to give them cancer. So, and people say, well, how about Paul's thorn in the, in the flesh? Well, he, he told us what the thorn was. It wasn't the disease. It was the messenger of Satan to buffet him because of the glory he had and saw. Now, I'm going to continue this tomorrow. So don't, don't miss it. I want to pray with you. I want to believe God with you. I really believe God will heal you. Okay, so you have to expect it. So I can't believe my time is over. Jeez, that went fast. Well, when you're enjoying the word, it goes fast. So let's believe God right now to heal your body. And I'm going to believe God. And, and, and then listen, listen, you are with me. Be with me every day so your faith will be built up, okay? Come on, stretch your hands towards me. I'm stretching mine towards you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in total trust, in total expectation. And we believe right now for that miracle to take place. And I, your servant, Lord, I take authority over this sickness in that body, that disease in that body, and I rebuke it. It's got to go. In Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen. Now you tune in tomorrow with me. We're going to keep going through the word. I'm going to talk about some powerful things. I'll start with Paul's thorn in the flesh and explain that a little more, okay? Because I don't want you thinking that poor Paul, poor Paul was struck with, you know, people have made him almost blind because he said, I'll give you my eyes too. So he had some eye trouble. It's not in the Bible. He said, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. He didn't say sickness. He didn't say that. So, see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. God's Word Speaks Healing is a unique audio compilation on which Pastor Benny Hinn reads promises of health and wholeness from throughout the scriptures as beautiful instrumental music from his favorite healing songs and hymns plays in the background. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. You can have God's Word Speaks Healing on CD for a gift of $15 or as a digital download for a gift of $8. Call, write, or order your copy of this faith-building volume online today. Dear partners, I am so happy to have this opportunity to tell you something that has been in my spirit all day today on This Is Your Day. You know, as I listen to Pastor Benny teach and preach the Word of God with such fire and anointing and power, I'm often reminded of the simplicity of the gospel. You know, when you think of the Word of God, scriptures that talk about the simplicity of the gospel are so important. I mean, Luke chapter 18 and verse 17, that has to be one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible where Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. You know, anytime I'm going to be on a program with children, I always say, please let me go before them because once the children are on stage, nobody's listening to anything else. People pay attention to children because of their simple love, because of how passionate they can be. Think through the word of God, how many times Jesus talked about children. 
Suffer the little children to come to me. Jesus said, except we become like little children, we couldn't even enter the kingdom of heaven. Why, he even used a child one day with fish and loaves of bread to feed a multitude. Jesus, we sang it as kids growing up, loves the little children of the world. Well, you know, as a dad of four and as a grandfather of nine grandchildren now, my territory is expanding and enlarging. Recently, I had a birthday. And one of my little granddaughters, she was standing off to the side while everybody was bringing me their gifts and, you know, all of the family singing and birthday cake and all of that celebration. And at the very end, I noticed she seemed like she was trying to get through everybody and get to me. And when she got to me, she held up a little piece of paper, the most simple drawing, misspelled words, but with hearts all over them, telling me how much she loved me and happy birthday. Her eyes were just wide with excitement, waiting for my reaction. Now here I had received other gifts, but she said these words to me, it's the best one, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is. It's the best gift anybody could ever give me. Do you know that I believe that's the way our father is? When you sow into the kingdom of God, and you have that passion and you have that faith and you have that love, just like a little child that you're presenting it to your father. You're giving it to your daddy. You're telling him how much you love him. I believe the same passion that I expressed to my little granddaughter the other day. This is the best. The joy that filled her heart when I acknowledged that. Friends, I want you to know uh, that there is a way, there is a way to please God. And it is when we obey his word and we become just like a little child that comes before him. You don't have to impress God with fancy words or you don't have to impress God being out of your own character, but just humbly and simply come before God. And when you bring your gift right here to this is your day to Pastor Benny Hinn so that gospel can go all around the world. You know, I've been blessed to travel with Pastor Benny for five or six years now and see the gospel taken around the world, miracle signs and wonders. And I believe that our father just is looking down from heaven as you and I say, Pastor Benny, we're sowing seed into the kingdom of God. Every gift that you give, I want you just to picture your father saying, that's the best of all. Whatever today God is placing on your heart to sow into the kingdom of God and right here at This Is Your Day, I know for sure Pastor Benny does not take it for granted, never one time, but he's constantly positioning and petitioning God with your prayer request and your needs. All of us here, we love you so much and when you present that gift today to This Is Your Day, to Pastor Benny Hinn and the ministry that's going around the world, setting people free, sharing the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, your father, your father in heaven is looking over and with beaming eyes, he's looking at you as that childlike faith when you present it to God. I want to encourage you today, pick up your phone and call right now. If we ever needed you to take the gospel with us around the world, if we ever needed your support, we need you right now. Please pick up the phone, call the number that's on your screen and whatever you present to dear Jesus today, I know his heart is going to be pleased with your gift.
On behalf of Pastor Benny and all of us here at Benny Hinn Ministries, we truly love you with the love of Jesus. We declare that your greatest days are in front of you, and we thank you today for that childlike faith that you present to Jesus. Be blessed. Thank you.